Hi, listeners. Anya Alborn had such a good time talking with us on the XOXO After Dark cast that she's offered a giveaway. She has two signed copies of The Devil Crept In ready to give away. And if you'll email xoxoafterdark at simonandschuster.com, we'll pick two lucky winners to receive them. Once again, that's xoxoafterdark at simonandschuster, all written out, dot com. You're listening to XOXO After Dark Cast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hi, welcome back for another episode of the XOXO After Dark Cast. I'm Abby, here with Lauren and Kate, as always, my stalwarts. Hello. And uh, we're excited today. We are going to be talking a little later with the best-selling author, Anya Alborn. Uh, a little out of our romance wheelhouse, she is a horror writer, but as we're going to learn when we talk to her... Everyone has to be super careful saying horror. You're right. Oh, <laughs> everybody's good. Like, well, you know I'm going to say it wrong. You're Thanks, definitely going to I'm going to change to a writer of scary books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, we uh, will maybe talk to her a bit about some of the unusual relationships that are at the heart of some of her books. Uh, but first, as always, I remind you to go to xoxoafterdark.com for all sorts of good stuff. We actually just wrapped our Juliet's Answer sweepstakes. Some of you may remember that we talked to Glenn Dixon mm-hmm. just the other day. And it's so worth going because the end of this sweeps, some people won some books, but the winners um, had put in questions to be answered, and Glenn answered a couple of them. And there are some really oh, touching comments. And I thought he gave very good answers, so check that out. Out. Of course, we always have free reads. So you can read for free in any browser, so uh, never say we didn't give you nothing. And uh, enjoy everything we have to offer over on XOXO After Dark. All right, I'm done with my pitch. Okay, talking about After Dark, um, can you or can you not, ladies, read scary books at night? No. I can't, I can't even read them in the day. I oh, can't no. either. Really? Yeah. Oh, but I, I love thought you a were a Stephen book. King fan. Huge. Oh, you don't Just know this? in the daytime? Yeah. So, no, no, no. This is the way I came. I love Stephen King. But I only like, I, I would never, my brother read King when we were kids all the time. And he's not scared of anything. And Ryan has scared the crap out of me more times than I can count. <laughs> and he finally got scared once. And it was, finally, um, and it was Salem's Lot. Because he had read Which the book. Which one is that one? It's early, right? It's early, and it is basically vampire. Okay. Um, and it's not good. And so he was, like, scared of it, scared of it. And, of course, that's all I needed to hear. And, right. of course, Cujo's on in the 80s. I'm scared of Cujo. Ooh, that I'm, was like, a good movie. scared of Salem's Lot. I, I would never read it. A million that years. I did read scared the bajoinkers out of me. Oh, my sisters had nightmares thinner. Oh. I, I could go on and on. Ryan and Kristen have read it all. And I was like, I just won't read a scary book. It scares me. I'm already a Freddy cat. And um, I, my sister's like, you gotta try the Gunslinger. It's amazing. It's nothing like that's King. That that's King, mm-hmm. the Gunslinger series. So I started with the Gunslinger, and it was everything I wanted to be, and then some. It has blown me away. It's my favorite books of all time, and it's more fantasy mm-hmm. than anything like it. Actually, is that my, the one with the ice blue eyes? What, what the Bombardier? Yes, we talked about it, right? <laughs> And it's about to be a movie. It's about to be a movie with Idris Elba and right. uh, Matthew oh, McConaughey. Right, 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 right. Of the Bombardier Eyes. I just remember you saying that like eight million yeah. times. Oh, because I was like, Ed, how could you? You, you, you. Right, wrong. it was when Ed was on. That's it was right. Ed. It was me and Ed. I'm like, don't deceive me or don't betray. 
betray me. You know it's true. Yeah. And this is the Dark Tower series, this right? This is the Dark Tower They series. just repackaged them all. They do look They're pretty gorgeous. sweet. The new set all, it's one of those packages where it all goes together. together. So when you line it oh, up I on your shelf, that. it's a picture. I literally, I think I have to have another set. I already have like two sets of them. <laughs> yeah. I like love them. Um, <laughs> but I did read Bag of Bones, mm-hmm. which uh, is technically a ghost story, but Technically, it's a love story. Oh, I read and yeah. loved Bag of Bones. I, loved I read that. I actually Bag read that one too. Yeah, that one was good. I read it on the bus down to uh, Delaware one time. There's like a moment of scary, mm-hmm. but overall, it was mostly uh, a love story. It his writing about grief really is so amazing. Turned me around on him, or or open a new understanding for me of, mm-hmm. of what kind of a writer he really could 100%. be. Because I knew he was, you know a very popular, great, scary writer, and I had done pieces from on writing when mm-hmm. I taught English, but um, I loved the way he conveyed what it was to be stuck in this, in grieving for yeah. great loss. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it was, he's he's a wonderful, wonderful writer, and I hate pigeonholing him in the terms of horror, and I'll be interested to see what Anya says later, um, but... I, I don't think it's that simple. Like, yes, there are scary elements, but I think he's a he's just a great writer, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I love him. And Bag of Bones is, I think, truly one of his best books, and I just love him. Well, I'm interested in the idea of horror as a traditionally male genre. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about boy books, you often get yep. horror or horror crossover. Um, but a lot of women I know read scary novels or murder mysteries specifically, um, women in danger stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that comes out of the horror tradition. Do you actually know, I don't know the answer to this, what makes a book technically horror as opposed to any other? Does it have to have like supernatural. a supernatural element in order to I be I don't horror? think so, because no, like a psycho killer would be, right? Would be horror. Um, I don't think it, it, it. it's about that. I think it's the main um, uh, thrust of the novel and what's driving the book is a uh, element that is attacking you, killing you, or, or scaring you. So it's you. a threat, perpetual threat chase, chaser. Yes. Mm. It's not a chase because that would make it more like thriller. Mm. You know, yeah. this is threat. Threat. Mm. Okay, interesting. Because Where's Ed? Would we need him? I know. Well, I we'll know. ask Anya. I bet she'll be able to tell us. Actually, that's a good point. I really do think it's it's not necessarily paranormal. I've just never yeah. known because there are so many. The ways we categorize books are so kind of ever changing, especially in the world of the internet. That um, I'm not really sure because I would not say, oh, I'm a, I am a big horror fan, but I do like scary movies, and I have oh, read yeah, King, right. and especially when mm. I was in high school young high school I read a lot of books that kept me awake and scared at night um, not a horror novel at all but the last time I remember being kept awake by a book I was in high school and it was John Krakauer's Into Thin Air <gasps> that's such a good book now that is not horror those are just people climbing a mountain it's like human versus nature and yet I remember going through my house obviously I lived at home because I was in high school mm-hmm. and turning on all the lights as I went like from my room I turned on all the lights in my yeah. room and then I was like that's not enough and so I went in the hallway and turned those lights on and then I went downstairs turned those lights on out of the basement, turned those lights on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just slept in the living room with all the lights on until my parents woke up. What was the book that did that to you? John Krakauer into uh, thin air. It's the climbing ever. It's it that was, year why, in Everest. Why? Oh my god, it's amazing. I don't really know why. It's so. I think it was the first time I had ever read about how 
unforgiving nature is that that it doesn't care about us it's about scores of people who thought they were going to be okay dying frozen and alone on a mountain and then walking over each other yes and seeing like i might make it out oh there's the body of my compad you know compatriots came with me and i think maybe you wanted to warm up because maybe i was cold it is his it's not world building because it was real but his descriptive powers on that you feel like you're You're on the march you feel like you're suffocating it's uh, it just scared the crap out of me. That was the one I can still remember. I just that was a miss my stop book yeah. where I was just oh. like, uh, uh, and I looked up and I was like, Thirty Fourth Street. Gosh darn it! <laughs> exactly. You're like too far. I know, but no jury would convict me. You come in late and then you're like, I was reading. And I was on the. Oh, okay. But when I read um, horror, I don't seem to get scared in the same way. I think because I I do a good job of this is just a book. It's just mm. my mom used to say that when we watch scary movies, she would say it's just movie magic, and so I think that. Movie magic, mm. even Not on real. the few, on the movie but magic that I see. But you believe in ghosts and stuff, don't you? E- e- yeah, I, I yeah. don't think we're um, we humans know everything mm-hmm. there is to know about everything. <laughs> I think I personally know everything there is. Exactly, to know about I'm everything. open to the possibility that there are other there are other things out there. Mm-hmm. Have you had a ghostly experience? Never. No. Um, a friend of mine is always walks into the house and is like, "I know there are ghosts in your house," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, well, there are definitely. Uh, if there, there may ghosts, very in your well house. be, but I will. I know, Diana. <laughs> Diana's really scared. Are, yeah, everybody's <laughs> convinced of it. I will not let that in. Like, Wait, I cannot. Abby, are you? Do you believe in the supernatural? I don't think so. Really, <laughs> um, I, it's it's a little bit. To be honest, no. It's not something I really worry about or think about, um, and. Uh, although that isn't not to say I know I, I, I'd go science rather than magic, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very strong willful suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So like I could watch something like I saw the ring. Ooh, um, that scared me. Bad Ooh. decision. Bad decision on my part. <laughs> very scary movie. <laughs> not the right choice for this person. I saw it with my big cousin when I was in high school. Oh. And then I slept at her house. And mm-hmm. we... Uh, I slept, in the living, no, I slept in the living room where the TV was oh, just like no. staring at me. And I remember being like, not real. not real. See, that's the thing. Like, I can't, <laughs> even though I know, I do not believe there are monster ghosts in the VCR. Um, but still, I would be like, walk the VCR in the closet under a blanket. And, <laughs> are like, you kidding? You know, I can go. Let me put it to you this way. Not only would I never see the ring mm-hmm. ever. I broke down for whatever reason because I wanted to see it because I wouldn't read it. World War Z. Not horror. I saw World but, War Z too. But wait, it, so zom- isn't that zombies? Yeah. Is zombies not horror? Uh, probably is. It is. But yeah. I like zombies. I'm okay with zombies. I don't, I don't like I don't know zombies. Why. So I see that stupid movie. It's stupid. Um, I <laughs> is that could, one with Brad Pitt? Yeah. yeah. Um, I hear I the book could, is amazing. Gordon yeah, the book it. is supposed to be amazing. And I knew better. Right. I should have read the book, but that would be way too real. It's so so long. I see it, and I that night I get into bed, and Rick's like, Baby, and he knows he can do it. He literally just starts snapping he jaws. Did the thing with the oh, no. He like, did the thing with the teeth. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I know he's not a zombie. I know right. he's not going to eat me. Oh, no. I <laughs> lost my mind. Like, I, in my mind, saw him zombified eating me. Yeah. I can go there yeah. so wow. easily. You have an so, active imagination. And, no, and I just don't was, give myself that But I know power. exactly what scene, like, the scene that he's I'm, doing I'm, because I'm, there was one particular scene and a zombie gets really close and he does this horrible like clack 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 like, clack, clack. it's awful it's, just, it's awful yes we won't do that into the mic anymore <laughs> and but. he did it 
It was like terrifying. numerous times, and to this day, my sister and brother, they're so evil, will be in the ocean at home <gasps> in July. Mean. It's flat as a lake. Nope. I can see literally 50 yards all around me because it's clear as crystal. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the water's like to my thigh. Yeah. Like it's not even deep. Right. Yeah. And Ryan and Kristen will go, dun, 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 dun. <gasps> and I literally will run screaming <laughs> oh, no. from the water because I can picture. But you were so brave in your own ocean when you we are so brave you. when exactly. no one sings the song. Well, if I start mm-hmm. thinking about it, yeah. I can manufacture a great way right next to me. Mm. And that's what I do. I like see it and I'm like, run, run, run. Wait, does that, was Jaws a book? Yes. yes. Peter Benchley. It's wonderful. Have you guys ever read that? Because yes. that movie is good. I, I can't remember if I've read it. I have. It's great. Oh, you know what I huh. sort of I love? about the story behind that book though is that he um, Peter Benchley uh, in many ways regretted writing that because although you know it made his fortune um, it also created this huge wave and people killing off sharks and he then went and learned a whole lot about them and he became he became an environmentalist and he's worked he worked for the next 20-25 years to support shark conservation oh no and I find that sort of touching (laughs) that is touching and sad yeah yeah, no, no, it is true. Well, if but only yeah, the same thing one. would happen to whoever wrote that book about the spiders. Right? Arachnophobia? No, although that was a the hatching movie. The hatching. It was a recent one. That didn't I, well, I don't know anything. what the uh, unacceptable. Is that the one where the cover was like there's the a cover, spider inside this book or yes, something? Yes, there was a cover and it was cover it looked like it was covered in spider webs and it's obviously an SNS book because Oh, different one, but yes, that's also creepy. Somewhere they were t- advertising it or something in-house and um Every time I saw it, I just got, mm-hmm. Well, I don't need to read a book to kill a spider. I'll do it every time. <laughs> right. That one, I was like, spider's unacceptable. Like, right. I will, I like a zombie story, and I will go to a zombie movie. That's the weird tranche of horror that mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with. Fair enough. Um, but uh, all bug-related, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And my sister does, like, her, like you, Rick does the clacky teeth. My sister does the ring frozen in fear face. <laughs> oh, did you God. see the ring? No. I did. Yeah. Well, do you remember when you find the bodies and they're all like, ah. yeah. Oh. yeah. She does that face really scary well <laughs> and it sends me screaming every time. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of horror, did I already tell this story on the podcast about how I scared the bejesus out of my brother? Did I, did I just tell you personally or did I tell it on here? I don't remember. Go ahead and give us a recap So here. when I was entrusted with babysitting my siblings, um, one time it was nighttime. I don't know where my sister was, but my brother and I were at home. And so I would have been maybe 11 or 12 and he would have been nine or, or 10. And we had a tri-level house. So we were in the down downstairs, but it was open. So you could like see. Mm-hmm. So we were in the down downstairs watching TV. It was dark. I said, I'm going to go get something upstairs and then went to the middle stairs, not the up, up. And went behind the curtains and banged on the window and said, let me in, in like a deep voice. <gasps> and so then mean. my little brother took off like a shot all <laughs> up the stairs, up the downstairs, up the upstairs, through the only doors that locked in our house, which were my parents' bedroom and their bathroom. And then when my parents got home, I was sitting outside the bathroom door being like, Matt. It's just me. Please let me in. Don't tell mom. Come on, please. <laughs> let me in. It's just me. Nobody's here. And oh. he like the, it took until they came home and were like, oh, "We no. are adults are here. Oh, you are safe. That's, All did you is get well. trouble? I don't remember, but I must have. I got in trouble a lot, so no particular time First off, stands out. That's awesome. Ryan has tortured me more times than I can count. I couldn't even tell the story. But the best one, and I'll be very brief, is we just had Christmas, and my friend Liz uh, ordered an abominable snowman. Oh, um, those are scary. Oh, the, no, from Rudolph. 
Yeah, those like, are like a costume. We had one yeah. when I was a kid. Life size, <gasps> life size abominable. Oh, like the bumble that was the in bumble. the bumble. The bumble. Yeah. That was her bumble. Ah. So oh. the bumble. Um, so she's like, I'm coming over. So I've got my nieces and nephews and uh, Mac, and I've got six kids, five kids. And she comes on the outside of the, the porch, mm-hmm. and she starts banging on the windows. And the kids, because of course I didn't tell them, and I'm like into yeah. it, they were like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Claudia went running up the stairs. My four-year-old niece went running up the stairs. Three and a half. <laughs> Wait, Claudia's your... Three and a half. Your stepmom. No. Well, no. that is my stepmom. Kristen named her youngest daughter after her mother. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that makes yes. sense. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> She's a grown woman. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Her youngest is yeah. Claudia as okay. well. And... Uh, literally wouldn't come back down the kids are screaming hysterically crying (laughs) hysterically and of course i'm doubled over like laughing my ass off and they're like you are the worst most evil mother ever because i literally i think johnny might have peed a little bit like it was so bad poor kids (laughs) nothing like a good scare nothing like a good scare (laughs) so you know i'm all about Scaring others, well, not sh- myself. Should we call a professional scarer? Yes. I think we should. <laughs> let's she has let's to say. do that. We will be right back and we will be talking to Anya Alborn. Stay tuned. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we are back at the XOXO After Dark cast, and I'm very excited to welcome best-selling author Anya Alborn. Anya, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. We asked Anya to come and talk to us about horror. We've been talking about things that make us scared. And Anya, you should know that you have two Frady cats and one uh, lady who can handle the scare. I am not that lady, and so I must confess, <laughs> I have not read The Devil Crept In because I am too afraid to do it. I, I, I oh. have to admit it, too, Anya. <laughs> I, I'm, this is Lauren. I, I cannot read a scary book. <laughs> I can't do it. So maybe we'll jump right in and ask you for um, your tell scaredy us. cat listeners and for the people that you might be able to convince not to be so scared. Would you tell us a little bit of what, whatever you can reveal about the story of Devil Crept In? Sure. Um, the Devil Crept In is a story that centers around a little boy named Stevie. He's 10 years old. And his cousin, Jude, um, goes missing. And Jude is a, a bit of a problem child. So in Stevie's 10-year-old mind, nobody in town is actually doing anything to try to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stevie decides to set out on his own to find Jude, and he ends up finding something a lot darker than he's uh, than he's bargaining for <laughs> in the woods behind his house. So um, Stevie kind of becomes convinced that this darkness that he finds, which I can't really reveal to sure. you what that darkness is, but um, he becomes convinced that the darkness that's living in the woods behind his, his home is also behind uh, Jude's disappearance, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to listen to him. Um, the Devil Crept In is a novel about uh, the dichotomy between childhood and adulthood. Mm. Um, it's about what it means to be a kid and what it feels like to not have anyone listen, even if mm. you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, it's kind of a reverse, really dark uh boy who cried wolf sort of a tale which um and for all the all the frady cats it is pretty scary yeah (laughs) yeah yeah happy ending oh 
I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But I do, I do, I do focus a lot on character development and yeah. all that stuff. It's not just, it's not just like gore, scary, super gory, kind of like gratuitous. Yeah. Whatever. There's, there's a lot of, um, character development and, and backstory mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And Stevie, I mean, I can tell I would love little, Stevie. Yeah. I will yeah. love him. Some people say that my stuff is a little bit um, on the literary side mm-hmm. because I do focus so much on, on the characters. So, I mean, if, if you are a Freddy cat, you're probably going to hate me if you read the book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, um, well, yeah. you know, Anya, just to dovetail what you're saying, we were just talking about Stephen King and... He, I, if I was going to compare you to someone, it, it, it would be to him, um, only because he's one of my favorite authors. But I think he does give the same attention and detail um, uh, it, talking, yeah. to, to the characters. Writerly, the writerly yeah. quality of... Um, of really, you know, bringing it to another level. It's, it goes beyond horror. I mean, of course, you can be scared, and that's one of your goals. But right. I think also painting a real picture for these for for the for your readers is is a nice way to go too, <laughs> and he does it well. Right. <laughs> I loved what yeah. you said about how um, the book is also sort of an exploration of that period as you're transitioning from childhood to adult to adulthood, and I feel like a lot of um, stories of horror or movies about that are are happening at that same kind of transitional age. What do you think mm-hmm. it is about, what's fertile about that for you, or what do you think makes that so appropriate for this genre? Um, I think at that age, you understand enough to know that what you are going through or seeing as far as in a, in a horror movie or in a mm-hmm. horror novel, mm-hmm. you're old enough to know this isn't supposed to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But you're still experiencing it and you're still uh, you know you're still in that childlike phase where you're like no 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 this is absolutely real and so i think that in that age range it's really hard to figure out whether or not you should even trust yourself and um stevie is a really interesting character because He's got a lot of stuff working against him. He's not a regular kid. He's got um, like a verbal tick, and he's got some some issues in his mind that he knows he shouldn't be trusting himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And yet he's got this, this problem where his best friend and his cousin, um, Jude, is gone. And so he's like, well... I I know that this is, you know, I know this is behind Mm -hmm. Jude being missing, but how could this be real? And he, he just has this really, it's almost like an existential crisis where he's like, I can't figure out whether I'm right or wrong and nobody wants to believe me, but that's just because, you know, like, um, Holden Caulfield, Caulfield would say, yes. you know, that's because adults are all phonies. <laughs> yep. um, they don't know. They, they don't understand. They've lost the ability to see the truth because they're all, you know, too busy turning a blind eye mm-hmm. to, to what's really going on. Um, I think that's really kind of, yeah. you know, that, that age is sort of like the magic age for yeah. horror because mm-hmm. 
you're just in between worlds. You know, you've got one foot in childhood and one foot in adulthood, kind of like you you said, you know, you're on this cusp. So it's... I want to read it now. Back and forth. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, have, I have to ask you a question. Was the first book you ever wrote, um, Brother? No. Oh, it was... Um, right. Never mind. No, that actually is great. It leads into a great uh, opportunity because um, I believe or was it within these walls you did with us first Anya has done several books with gallery but in fact yes. um, you started as a as a indie pub author right didn't you mm-hmm. start so um, was seed your debut am I getting yes yes so tell us a yeah. little about uh, how you started with that yes. and what made you um, decide to transition over to working with a publisher um, I self-published seed just out of pure frustration ah. I, I had I had gone down that route for many many years where it was just rejection after rejection and and there was it seemed almost impossible to get any eyes on my work mm-hmm. um, and so I, I discovered that I could self-publish it and it was honestly just I was tired <laughs> and so yeah. I self-published it and and as weird as it was at that moment where I said to myself, okay, I'm going to self-publish this book, and if it does good, it's great, and if it doesn't do anything, fine, I'm just going to start working on the next one, and and if writing becomes my career, fantastic. If it doesn't, and it's just like a couple of bucks on the side, and I'm doing something I love and putting it out, fine, I'll, I'll make peace with that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, as soon as <laughs> I gave up... <laughs> That's when it happened. It became a bestseller. It took it took off, and it was almost like I don't know. It was it was it was really kind of weird the way that that happened. Um, maybe I was trying too hard, and finally when I no, it I was just the meant to be. Go, Would some say supernatural? You know? <laughs> no, no. <Sorry. laughs> I have to say that might be my favorite story of indie publishing ever. Mm-hmm. Like. You had to let it go. You had to. Well, first off, you did it yeah. yourself, and then when you finally well, freed yourself, it worked. And that's just the way it was supposed to be. I believe in fate, so yeah. that's cool. I mean, when I when I first discovered that I could self publish, mm-hmm. it it felt so liberating because up until that point, I kept asking myself, you know, what's going to sell? What's going to get eyes on this query letter that I'm writing? Mm -hmm. What is going to get me an agent? And what is the agent going to be able to take to a publisher and and get it to, you know, get a publisher to be interested in it? And I was always approaching my stories with that in the back of my head, even though I was telling myself, no, 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 don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. In the back of my head, it was always there. And when I discovered that I could just self-publish stuff, I was like well, I don't care anymore. I'm yeah. just going to do whatever I want to yeah. do. And as soon as I did that, people took notice. But I have so, to ask you, was it considered horror seed when you were going out querying? Like, did you oh, call yeah. it that? So here's my question. I mean, I just feel like I want to tell you this so badly. It's not a reflection of you as a writer, per se. It's really about horrors in a really bad drought right now you know what I mean and I think it's more like and I feel like uh, they've said that for 20 years exactly (laughs) and they've been saying it forever so I just I I know Mm -hmm. you know now because you are such a great writer that it's one of those things where no one wanted to buy it it's like me and my love of a medieval Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just can't get I can't bring it back I know we tried (laughs) 
but yeah, it's really it. Um, uh, of course, it was. It must have been freeing to. It's like we always talk it's like about. Dating. You should write the book of your heart, and then you're like, well, fine. This is, this is me out there now. Did, mm-hmm. um, and then you wrote uh, several books on your own, I believe, right, or at least a couple yep. of them. Uh, and what I was wrote, I? I wrote the neighbors after Seed, and mm-hmm. um, it was about halfway done when I got a contract. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I decided to go, Amazon was the one who reached out to me at that point mm-hmm. um, because Seed hit number one at the on the Amazon horror list. I mean, it was just a, it was just an ebook. It wasn't like an actual print book. So, um, ebooks are books too. Ebook list. <laughs> yeah, it was just on the ebook list, um, but it it did hit number one and it stayed there for a little while. And so I ended up getting uh, an email from Amazon Publishing, and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Which was really kind of funny because <laughs> at that point I was like, "I can do it on my own. I don't mm-hmm, need anybody." Right. And then here's the email, and it actually it it actually made me kind of mad. I was like, "How dare they?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I I did it by myself, and here they are, yep. of course, <laughs> knocking on my door. Yeah. And and so I felt kind of I felt kind of rebellious, and I was like, "I'm not gonna I'm uh. not gonna do this. I can do it on my own." But within like five minutes, I was I was like. Come on, if you really want to do this as a career, as a long-standing career, mm-hmm. don't let your ego get in the way because publishing is really hard. And yeah, it because, is. Yeah. Just because you did one book and it, and it and it did something great does not mean that you will ever get to do that again. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how I transitioned into the traditional market yeah. where I was just, you know. I love being independent and and feeling like I can do it all on my own, but there's so much to publishing. And if you think that you can do it all on your own for the rest of your life, it's like, you're (laughs) not. And I know, I know that some people do that and they're, that's amazing. That's amazing. They've made amazing careers as indie authors for themselves. But I got to tell you, those guys are few and far between. between. Like, mm-hmm. it's really intensive. It's rare. And I think it's they really have to rare. love being like data scientists and marketers and all of the other oh, and ancillary that stuff, stuff, right? Yeah. That stuff was giving me such anxiety. Um, I mean, it was it was really taking a toll yeah. where I had to look at the numbers and, and check my rank all the time. And, yeah. and, and it was like, I don't want to do that. I want to just write. I just want to write. Yeah. And of course, of course you worry about that stuff. Even if you're traditionally published, you want to sell mm-hmm. books, but mm-hmm. I've got Ed on my side. Yes, I was just going to say, I was we like, make Ed look at, look at all that stuff for you. And then you wouldn't yes. have an Ed too, if you did it on your own. Yes. No, and Ed is awesome. Yes, he is. He is. I'll, I'll refer our listeners back to the podcast that Ed was our guest on, um, back around Halloween, Halloween time. So we'll put that link up too, because he is a delight. Um, so, Anya, it seems like uh, horror often is sort of thought of as uh, boy books or a male genre. Um, are you? Is it unusual to have a woman writing in that space? Are there a lot of you out there? Uh, and did that make things um, easier or more challenging or more interesting for you when you started writing these kind of stories? Um, horror is definitely um, more of a, a boy space, mm-hmm. I think. But it's 
it's slowly becoming invaded. <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more women that are just kind of stepping out and saying, you know, we can be scary too, which is fantastic. As far as um, whether it's been like a challenge to break in or anything, I honestly, it was, it was so difficult to just break in in general. I didn't even consider that it was maybe because I was a woman. Like yeah. it didn't even cross my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, it just, it's probably, I assume it's difficult for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it yeah. never really, like, I never sat there and said, oh, it's just because I'm a girl or no, mm-hmm. no. Um, as far as people responding to horror written by uh, women or, or by me, because, I mean, that's what I can refer sure. to. Um. I've really had nothing but a positive experience. That's great. Um, lots of, and it's not, and it's not just women who are like, oh yeah, you know, it's so awesome. It's guys too. I mean, they're they're like, you right know, on. you're fantastic, and mm-hmm. and so it's honestly, I think that the that the horror genre in general is um, the the fan base of of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're really loyal, and they're they're just really um like a good story <laughs> yeah they're they're so supportive they're awesome mm-hmm. That's um great. i i interact with all of these people on facebook and, and twitter and they're just really fantastic they're a great um that, they're a great fan base to have that's so nice yeah. to hear i love that i feel like I mean, all authors are wonderful and, you know, okay, not all of them are wonderful, but lots of them are wonderful. But I feel like especially in genres, in genre fiction, there's the maybe a bond that comes from some of the uh, literary eye rolling in kind of mainstream media where they're like, oh, you do romance? Oh, you do horror? That I think sometimes bonds the community together in a tighter way. And I think that they're so supportive. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I have to ask a quick question before we get to our our um, our questions, Sarah, um, sure. Anya. But uh, do you know Sarah Grun or Gran? By chance, have you ever read her? Um, I, she sounds very familiar. She, you know, I once I was tricked into reading a scary book once <laughs> when I was um, looking to acquire for. Uh, it came into me on submission, and it was called Come Closer, and it oh, was yes, yes. That's, yes, that's the book that I'm thinking of. Yep. It is. It was so good and it and it reminds me a lot of you know what you were talking about earlier again the the writing and it's about possession Ooh. yeah that is yep. a good one yep. it scared seed the crud out about, of me yeah seed is about possession too oh so right. well maybe i should read seed but <laughs> it, it, it was and again it was a female and it was horror and it was interesting mm-hmm. and i read it like Mm-hmm. over 10 years ago it was a long time oh, and ago it really stayed yeah. with you yeah for me too i literally had to pull it up as we were talking mm-hmm. here because i'm like i have to talk you were to flashing back anya but uh <laughs> no i just yeah. think it's it's special anya do you have some other writers in your genre that you would <coughs> recommend especially the ones that like you maybe are um expanding the genre in some way and some and really uh where the writing is as great as the scariness do you have some faves um, now you're putting me on the spot. I know. There well, goes, and sometimes it's hard. My... Yeah. <laughs> well, anyone um, we should be reading. Who should we be reading? Mm-hmm. 
The first person that comes to mind is Nick Cutter. I don't know if oh, you guys have read anything by Cutter. him. He's not a female, of course. Right. It doesn't but, have to um, be. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first person that comes to mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we know Nick. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. The Deep. He's really great. The Troop. <laughs> yeah, and Little yes. Heaven is yes. just out. Yeah, Little, Little Heaven is just out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Um, well, yeah, so he's pretty He's pretty good. We'll take that wreck and run with it. Do you have any old favorites that maybe were what you read even before you started writing or ones you go back to again and again or? um... Um, Yeah, I have a favorite. Well, I have a favorite by Stephen King. It's actually Full Dark, No Stars. Wow. uh, Short story. Oh, that's a deep cut. Kind of. That is a deep cut. uh, It's so good. (laughs) And I I always sing its praises just because it's, it's, really like you know how Stephen King isn't always super dark no he's just you know he can really just tell a, a great story yes. and then you finish reading it and you're like hmm that wasn't really that scary Mm-mm. full dark no stars is um it's called that because it is extremely dark dark like he's going to oh. this place where he doesn't usually go oh. and and I love it for that reason, just because it's totally Stephen King, but it's him, like, at 11, uh-huh. you know? And, oh, oh it's so Is good. it a Bachman so book? Guys, no. No, it's not at all. I think um, it was probably it originally out, collected in something, right? Yeah, it's, in a, it's a short story within oh. a collection, correct? It, it's a... It's a it's a short story collection. That oh, like it's a full book. Or two in there. Oh, got it. It's a full book. It's oh, a full it. book. And it just came out. Um, I think it came out in 2011. Oh, good to know. Say. So it's not, it's not a Bachman book. Okay. All right. Well, I know we have a, um, a Stephen King checklist that we uh, have somewhere. So uh, we will um, link to that, too, in this post. And people can go. Uh, see if they've caught that in any of the other ones we were talking about. But that's a, a great wreck because everyone thinks they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Stephen King, it, or, or you know, Cujo or The Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet there's a lot of people who maybe will be introduced to that one for the first time. All right, Anya, are you ready for our true confessions? <laughs> I made that sound much more scary than it is. <laughs> um, these are very easy off the top of your head. Um, uh questions that uh, I still don't know what we think we're deriving from them, but it amuses us, and we ask them of every listener, every guest, uh, and then sometimes we wrap them all up in a super cut at the end of the year. So, first off, do you prefer sweet or salty? Um, that one's hard, because I like both <laughs> equally. Uh, if, if, if I had to give up one, I would probably give up sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's hard. It is. That's it's. It's a difficult choice that every woman must make for herself. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pro salty as well. How about mountains or beach? Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to think I've, about it. I've gone to, I've gone to Austria and Switzerland, and it's it. Those are two of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It's like mm-hmm. seriously, Sound of Music stuff. Oh, um, that's pretty great. That that and I have kind of a, a fear of the ocean. So, um, <laughs> if I'm on a beach, I'm not in the water. <laughs> I'm just like I'm over it. So yeah. I'll go with mountains. Mountains, right. it is. Uh, heels or flats? Neither. I would do sneakers. Oh, <laughs> good. Converse, converse all the way. I I think I've worn heels 
maybe a dozen times in my whole entire life. Mm. <laughs> converse, converse it is. My, I have very pretty feet. Because it's because no, you've been wearing yeah. Converse. No high heels. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You need to start a movement and liberate us. That's Literally. right. Converse all the way. Free the, free the feet. Free the feet. Um, what word would you ban from the English language? I think it would have to be koozie. Koozie! <laughs> like the thing around a beer? Yeah. 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 Good choice. Oh, that is a terrible that word. word. I First, hate that word that so is, much. Do you know I've been calling it cozy all this time? No, I would rather koozie. you called it cozy. It is cozy. It, it, right. It's a cozy. But it sounds filthy. It's yeah. Yeah. also it's horrible. Nasty. It's a nasty word. I love you. <laughs> you are right. That is a delightfully Hold on, you forgot specific answer. Abby, no, we have some more. Print an e-book. Oh, I did forget my easies. <laughs> I always uh, Do you prefer print or e? A tough choice like with your history because they're so easy, convenient, but I love paper because it smells good and mm-hmm. it looks pretty on a bookshelf. Yay. <laughs> yes. oh. Yeah, we got we, we kick it a little old school here. We, we love our paper. Um, what's your favorite road trip food? The first thing that comes to mind is Twizzlers, but I don't even like Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like good to they're good to eat, but mm-hmm. it's like you you eat a whole bag and then you think I didn't even enjoy that. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe Our French fries. Yeah, yeah. There's a French fries or like a Starbucks or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it. We'll take it. Sold. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes all of them. Since you're maybe you're all doing your sweet and salty, alternating your Twizzlers and your fries. That's right. Uh, what is one turn on and one turn off for you? A turn off would be people who laugh too much. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> like, have you have you ever met people who just can't nervous stop laugh. laughing no matter what? It's like nervous. Oh my gosh, it drives me insane. Did you it feel both me, Lauren and Abby swallow their <laughs> laughter at your answer? Yes. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like they they laugh inappropriate. Like they they can't stop. Yeah, and, and it's a it tick. Makes me so Sometimes. nervous and like yep. oh, it it gives me the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Have you written that into one of your books in some in some way? No, but I totally should. Make you a note. Totally uh, should. I totally should. And let's see, turn on probably a dark sense of humor. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. That seems yeah. fair. For sure. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, if you could pay someone to do one task for you for the rest of your life, what would that task be? That's a bad question to ask me right now because I need a nap. So <laughs> like, like, Sleeping. We're, we're renovating a house right oh. now. And so oh. I... I would like someone to do everything for me. Um, <laughs> That's a good answer. I, I, know. I would say move me, yeah. like move me into uh-huh. my new house. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. once they do that, they're gone. So right. it's like wasting the genie. Yeah, you need a good lifetime yeah. choice. That is wasting know. the I genie. Guess, I guess just maybe clean the house. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tidy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Vacuum. All of the, all of the, but we'll give you clean the house as one task. You can keep the whole thing as soon as we find that genie. 
Um, okay, great. And our last one is what's this month? This might no. Question. No. What, what is your? Fi- it is. But yeah. what is your, what is your favorite, favorite scary movie? Oh, good. Uh, Lauren has adapted it from our usual. What is your favorite romantic movie? But for you, we would like to know what your favorite scary movie is. I can give you both. Good. Excellent. Even better. Uh, my favorite scary movie is The Shining. Ugh. Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick's version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And my favorite romantic movie would be Heather's. Oh! <laughs> that's a good choice. And that feels totally on brand for you. No one I has think. said that before. No, yeah. that's oh. delightful. I love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great answer. Anya, all of your answers have been great answers, and we have so enjoyed talking to you. I'll remind our listeners that uh, Anya's newest book is The Devil Crept In. You can buy it right from our post when this goes up. And uh, if you want some amazing scares, check out all of Anya's books. Not only Devil, including Brother, Within These Walls. We've got The Pretty Ones. Seed was her debut. Uh, there's a host of Anya Allborn you have yet to experience, and we'll just say leave the lights on. Anya, thank you again. Thank you, guys. Hi, listeners. Anya Allborn had such a good time talking with us on the XOXO After Dark cast that she's offered a giveaway. She has two signed copies of The Devil Crept In ready to give away. And if you'll email xoxoafterdark at simonandschuster.com, we'll pick two lucky winners to receive them. Once again, that's xoxoafterdark at simonandschuster, all written out, dot com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we are back, and that was Anya Alborn. That was, it almost enticed me to read this thing that sounds very, very scary. I have to tell you, she did entice me to read it. I'm like... All right, you read it first, and then you can tell me. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, well, yeah, you I'll and start. I, you and I will start. sit in a very bright room and hold hands and, and, and read it for guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to wrap up with a new game uh, that our lovely guest producer, Diana, is going to explain and... Uh, It'll be a little less scary than some of the topics we've touched. Or maybe not. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Diana, tell us what we're doing. So we're playing a celebrity TMI where I have found quotes from celebrities that you maybe wish you hadn't known. (laughs) Um, One is funny. I tried to keep it within the horror genre, but um, it was a little... Hard. Yeah, it was a little scary. I guess horror celebrities actually are more careful about what they say. Maybe. That's a good lesson. Um, So here's (laughs) the first one. So when promoting uh, a book, this person said, after a breakup, a friend of mine Swarovski crystallized my precious lady, and it shined like a disco ball. And so I have a whole chapter in my book about how women should vajazzle their vajayjays. Uh, I'm going with, um, this who one? is married to Tommy Lee? Pamela Anderson. Anderson? Oh, that's false. a good choice. Um, um, Mariah Carey. Also false. This one is in the horror genre, I should say that. Um, oh. Neve Campbell? No, no, Naomi Campbell. No, Neve Campbell. <laughs> Who's the one in Scream? Neve is the Neve one. Campbell. No. Nev or Nev. one of them. Oh, I know. Jamie Lee Curtis? No. no she would not She would not vajazzle. Kind of um, wanted her to. Who is in a horror movie would, would, would vajazzle and wrote a Courtney book? Courtney Cox. No. I've wow. obviously only seen Scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Denise, uh, Denise 
Richards? Richards. She was, yeah. Was she in one? I do she believe she was. She was in Wild she, Things? Yes, I believe that she would have a With part. Nev. So with you've <laughs> seen Wild Things, which I don't know is considered horror. It scared the crap out of me. It was so tricksy. <laughs> I think, do we have to give up on this one? Oh, I know. Are Who's the on? one? Who was the chick from The Craft who was in the dark? Oh, Eliza. Oh, yeah. um, no. no, no, no. Faruza no. Balk. Faruza Balk. No. Um, who was the one married Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. From I Know What You Did Last that Summer. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It does not make sense. Just, I did never would have thought she would have v- jazzled. I believe she would jazzle. I'm shocked she had a book. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, Matt, moving Matt on. Props, sparkly okay, Jen. Uh, this person uh, may have been in a horror movie. Let's say yes. <laughs> um, that when this person's significant other isn't around, they will masturbate to the music of that significant other. Ooh. Chrissy Teigen. No. Okay. Oh, I believe gross. that. Probably, I would believe that. that. He's got great too. sexy jams. I'll read you the quote. Yeah, sometimes there's special nights when you turn the music on and sometimes it's morning. You roll over and get it popping. No. Oh. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. So close. No. Kim, cannot, Kim Kardashian. No. She's in a horror film. No, no it's, she kind of. It's it. a guy. It's a guy. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. But he's married to a singer. To a singer. Was married. Was married. Nick to Cannon. A... Yes. Oh, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. That I believe Mariah Carey has some sensual jams. Nick is also vajazzled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was that really was too one. much information. That is too much. Information. I'll, I'll end on one funny one. There we okay. go. I'm a double bagger. Not only does my husband put a bag over my face when we're making love, but he also puts Joan a bag Rivers. over his phone head in case mine falls off. <laughs> That's R. R. Rivers, right? R.I.P. R.I.P. Pour one out for Joan. I think I win. No, we're tied. <laughs> yeah, I lost. I never win. Uh, yes, you do. You win. I don't. But the important thing is we know who's buying the drinks tonight. Yeah. Lauren. Yeah, that Lauren. would be me. Yay. <laughs> would be me. So we're all winners. <laughs> we're all winners. All right. Um, we hope you all have a little fun uh, tweeting TMIs of your own or watching something scary. And yeah. go out and pick up The Devil Crept In by Anya Alborn. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Until then, remember, the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.